that really adds a lot of dramatic tension. Thanks. Well, Greg. nothing. Well, listen, nothing's more exciting on a podcast than math. I mean, let's, let's <laughs> computation. <laughs> Spock, the weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. This is episode 37 entitled, Curses All Over the Place. Hey, welcome, boys. It's wonderful to see you. GK, how are you? I'm great. How are you, gentlemen? I think we're doing well. I think we're doing really well. J-Lo Wilson, what's going on? Basking in the glow of Celtics, the feet of LeBron. Beautiful thing. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Swag, what's happening? Hey, what's happening, fellas? Well, we can tell you one thing that's happening, and that is Joe's team continues to score ridiculous points and destroy anybody in his way. Seriously. Wasn't even close by Wednesday. Joe's team is just freaking awesome. Can I ask a question? Um, and you know, and forgive me for not paying closer attention, Joe. I know that you like to be worshipped. Are you <laughs> are you making weekly uh, lineup decisions, or you just have a pretty much a set lineup that you're going with week in week out? I've played uh, Ioannis Cespedes at DH, and then I put Mustakas in when he started hitting well. That's really the only change I've made outside of injuries. I, there's no need to. Plus, my depth is not nearly as good as my starting lineup. So I guess it's a fair statement that you're a good GM. You put a great team together, but you're just a so-so manager. You could say that. Didn't uh, Jack point out some coaching decision or like week-to-week manager decisions that Joe was doing really well on? Yeah, it's funny. <clears throat> I was looking at that this week. Not a lot has changed. In fact, I think me and Joe's both numbers are still exactly what they were. We're, we're both very, oh, good. Yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. I got four out of five. He's five out of seven on the season. Yeah. And that's going against the grain. But what's happened and what usually, you know, will happen is you, you get that shifting, you know, at the beginning of the season and you either go with it or you go against it. And then once the guy that you picked did better than the guy that they said to go, then you just leave that guy in. He generally keeps going. And so just by default, you're going to get less opportunities later in the season. You, you, you tend to coast more 
whether it's a, a good or a bad thing, you know, after those first handful of weeks. So this is probably about the only set of standings that Pop's team would be better than Reardon Metal on. Yeah. So he's done four out of six, right? So he's actually had 9.1 points earned or lost. So he's actually better than Joe at correct decisions. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. And that has changed. So like I said, me and Joe started out those first few weeks right. making good decisions, but Mike's dad has crept up there actually. So he's done that over the last few weeks. The dreamers, you know, half the time, Mike half the time. Again, it, you know, Chris and, 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 <laughs> Chris and LJ still zero. Um, they just go with with whatever. Well, they're, they're still better than me, with. having had a lifetime of making poor decisions. I <laughs> rank last in this, uh-huh. and uh, I have actually made one out of two correct decisions and lost points, net lost points because I tried to meddle. Well, I, yeah, I was curious curious about this statistic as I looked at this week's games in particular because there's a lot of the quote-unquote favorites either in tight games or in jeopardy of losing this week except for Joe of course he's in another stratosphere the dreamers and I were neck and neck Jack you're beating your brother Scotty's in jeopardy of losing Tim even though it doesn't seem like he'll lose he's not having a clear-cut victory this week so I was curious if any of the managers, owners of the strong teams were sabotaging themselves. Not willingly. I, no, not I, willingly, of course. Yeah, I, but I'm probably... If, if they were just making... <laughs> I, You know, honestly, you know, my, my joy this year is going to be seeing other people's feelings get hurt, honestly. And so, you know, <laughs> if, if there was some way to bring out into the open the fact that these managers who had good teams who should be cruising to the playoffs or blowing it with stupid decisions, I want to cultivate that conversation. Yeah, I, Jack, I just think like you and I are living in Whoville, and we have fucking Grinch and his puppy <laughs> trying to ruin our Christmas. I think that's what it is. I I can't decide which one is which, though. I can't tell if Greg oh. is the Grinch or the puppy. So it's you know it's what? Jack, it's Joe and I cahoots now. Earlier this year, I, I got, it was Jack and I. I was going to say, I was, I was taking say, that as you, you and I were the Grinch and the puppy is what he made it sound like. Well, I'm clearly not the Grinch. Most of my fun this year has actually been at other people's expense as well. So I, I don't, I'd have to kind of join in there. As a matter of fact, I'm watching as Bryce Harper hits a home run tonight, not to give him the lead, just to make it closer. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, he does have the pitching staff. So the pitching staff is technically the only player that can lose points. True. This is true. Joe, do you want to confess anything to Bacher Nation and, and our uh, esteemed co-host about what you, I won't say you put me up to it, but what were encouraged me to do it? I was oh, oh so happy to do this week. Oh, so you're saying that I did pick up this connection between you and Joe. There you go. Okay. I, I've been right on a few things. I wouldn't call it a connection. It, it was one random act of comedy. It wasn't uh, violence, that's for sure. Which one was that? Oh, Mr. No. Magoo. It was like yesterday. It was like two days ago. You don't remember, Joe? You texted no. me? Oh, dear God. <laughs> See? See? You know what I'm saying? Pick your partners while Greg is tearing through his text to try to find the incriminating evidence. Uh, no, it's right here. Oh, no, he's got it. Okay. It, it, was, yeah, it was last night. It was last night at 10.48 p.m. How in a bag were you at 10.48? But anyway. to go to bed. That's Joe's euphemism for pass out. Yeah. Uh, so Joe texted me at 10.48 last night saying, you better pick up your curse chatter. Apparently oh, yeah, Scotty yeah. is going yes. to break through this week. Oh. And so I immediately was like, yeah, that sounds like a fun thing to do is to try to throw a little hurtful uh, bad luck Scotty's way. 
So that's when I texted the group in, that includes Scotty, like, Scotty, you got this game in the bag. Oh, <laughs> that's oh, I oh, well, see, I haven't been looking at the group text. So. Yes, you did, Joe, because as soon as <laughs> I, I, did, I will, I will click on it. If there's something other than a picture there, I might read it. But I just, I'm not even going to bother with the stupid pictures that you guys send back and no, forth. No, Joe, you need to see a physician, I think, because. <laughs> short-term memory is bad so joe just said guys that oh i didn't realize you'd actually done anything with that greg because i don't read the group text he responded yeah he responded to not only responded to the group test he responded to me immediately with my man exclamation mark and then a photo of himself <laughs> taking a drag and a cigar and he said and here's the here's the here's the uh, quote, of me. and I reward you with this to use as you will. It's a picture of himself. Yeah, because you wrote something on the group. Oh, so you did read it. I just said I read the stuff when it's there. If it's like a string of pictures, oh, I don't even bother to look oh, at oh, it. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe exposed. That's right. Hey, you know what? G. Perry Mason K. has broken this open. Yeah, let's keep going with this. Let's keep the questioning going. I thought so, it was fun. I, you know, I like to fuck with anybody, so I thought it was really fun just to, you know, do yes, something hurtful. But this yeah. this shows, in my opinion, this shows active involvement by Joe 100%. to stir shit up as he sits and acts like, what? What are you talking about? What's going 100%. on? Hey, that was our secret. Absolute What's going denial. on? Yes. Absolute denial. He yep. was talking like he was treating Greg like he was fucking insane. <laughs> yes. It yeah. reminded me of a um, Italian gangster on, on the stand. It, it just oh, absolutely yeah. wasn't the case. What are you talking Gigante. about? Fucking great. Uh, it's right here. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah, that. That well, I like. Senator yeah, Blowhard, that... I would just like to uh, point out that my account was hacked last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Take another sip, Joe. Go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to the scores, but I don't think this is over. I really don't. I, I also want to say one thing, Tim. Yeah. I owe Bacher Nation an apology for my performance last week. You know, my, my uh, plan of getting drunk mid-afternoon, sleeping it off, and then getting up to <laughs> deal with my responsibilities in retrospect and listening to myself, I had quite an epiphany. It was like listening to my own father when I was a child, you know, because there was many occasions where he wasn't intoxicated per se, but clearly his ability to articulate and engage was uh, deeply affected by a recent bout of drinking. This is what I used to hear from dad, you know, that frustrated me so. So I apologize to Bacher Nation. I certainly wasn't at my sharpest. Anyway. You were fine. I apologize too. I, I did not take a nap. I was drinking up until the podcast, so I apologize well, as well. Jack, I think you actually sounded better. <laughs> yeah, drink just more. drink some more, pal. <laughs> it, you know what? It was the funny thing about Jack was he started off on fire, and then you could just hear throughout the recording, and then at the end, he's just like <laughs> I did. winding down. Like he just was, it was right out there. Like mm. it was like Joe on NyQuil. It's like Joe on NyQuil. <laughs> All right, so back to the real purpose of this podcast. So Mission Commission, right now, got three players going. One of them is a pitching staff. He is losing right now. However, uh, the game's only in its fourth inning, and he's a double away from pulling ahead, winning the games. We had the Battle of the Brothers, the Philadelphia Experiment 2, and the St. Locash Fabergé Glassmen. And this this is in the books, fellas. Uh, Philadelphia Experiment 2 is back on the winning side of things. And how about them Phillies? Go Jack. 
How about them Phillies? That Philly staff, actually, the Philly staff scored more than the Yankees staff this week. 13.65. My catcher scored more than the Yankees staff this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we talking about Joe's team? That's right. Yeah. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? Yeah. How many catchers score more than a pitching staff? Not a lot unless they're on Joe's team. Joe's team. Hoorah. You had three guys in the minors who completely outscored my entire major league roster. (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm going to milk this as long as I can. Apparently. Mr. Blonde's Heroes, this was a game, Greg, that I was hoping you were going to win. I was it, You pulled ahead. The Dreamers did come back later in the week and took the win. It was a close game. You were definitely putting up a fighting effort. No Mamers are, again, one of your top players. So good on you, man. I mean, because he's been you know pretty magical. Well, and if Chris keeps losing, then I, I'm going to certainly adopt a mid-ball strategy. What would you be, though? You would be like, what, the, the mid-ball warlock or the mid-ball witch? Like, what would you be? I'd be Tommy. Oh. I'd be Tommy. Because <laughs> I'd beat the, the mid-ball wizard at his own game. I should have known that. And then the last game that we've got going on, uh, no surprise here, if you've listened for, I don't know, five minutes of this podcast, uh, it's 47 Ronin and Lethal Injection. This game is literally tied right now. I have two players in the game. We'll see. Paul Goldschmidt has been... Basically dog shit for the last five weeks. Thanks, Jack. Really appreciate it. No problem. Uh, Trey Turner is uh, on deck, so we'll see. He actually had a hit that was reversed, so I actually had the win, and then it was snatched away as I looked back (laughs) to the laughter of Greg and Joe. So here we are. So this could be the night that for once and for all, we have undisputed evidence of either a curse existing or not. If Tim uh, somehow loses this game, and or if Scotty loses, then I think there's strong indication that the curse is real. Now, if both of them lose, then I think we've uh, pretty much fucking confirmed it. Right. And Scotty has gained more points. He is now down by 0.15. So <laughs> yeah, that's his, much that's his, anything uh, that happens at this point. Well, that's his pitching staff not giving up runs. So it updates right. every 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 inning that they pitch. And don't give up runs, so he could still give up runs. But at this point, you you got your your, your score isn't going to change every inning. Like you have to go a couple of innings without giving up runs at this point to get mm. any points. Yeah. You know, this late in the week, yeah. so well, it's going to be interesting. Well, the other thing is, is that I'm I'm essentially playing against Scotty because the Dreamers just continue to roll. So yeah, if we, if we, we, ta- we didn't really talk about that. They're five they straight now, fucking winning. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about them, but yeah, they're five straight. <laughs> yep. And right now in the McGuire division, they are number one. They'll move to five and one. They have ripped off five straight. 47 Ronin, like Schrodinger's cat, is both alive and dead at the same time. Uh, they're sitting at three and two. They could be four and two, or they could be three and three. We'll see. Bad Street. Did Bad Street lose? They're, they're, they're beating Scotty. If there, if it wasn't for the curse, I would say that they would lose. But since we have the curse, let's go ahead and just hang on and say at the moment they're looking at their first victory. Okay, we'll do. Bad Street is zero and six, because um, <laughs> you know that's gonna fucking happen. Um, at least somebody can compete with Joe. <laughs> I kind of like this linking Pops and Joe thing. I think there's something to it. And then in the Bonds division, we have the St. Locash Fabergé Glassmen losing. So they'll be three and three. Mr. Blunt's heroes couldn't pull it out against the Dreamers. They they moved to two and four, but still very much in play in the Bonds division. And the Funkin' Punks. 
What are they going to be, one and five? Oh, they, yeah, that's right. They played Joe. Well, <laughs> clearly, they just lost. They'll be one and five. In the Griffey division, Joe, Sherman, Reardon, Metal, <laughs> six and zero. Oh. Emission Commission will be four and two. Lethal Injection will be either three and three or two and four. This is a big game for Mikey. And the Philadelphia Experiment moved to three and three. So at a yeah. minimum, Philadelphia Experiment are yeah number three in the Big Boys Division. Incredibly mediocre. If Scotty loses, you would be tied for second place in the Griffey Division. Well, thank you. Uh, we shall see. All right, gentlemen. Well, clearly we need to now go refresh our drinks and let's come back and we can talk about a few different things, but there's, there's definitely a benches clearing incident that I want to talk about when we come back. Bockers and hey Jack, do we have a curse update? Scotty has taken the lead. Oh. Well, that's so, not fucking fun. No, well maybe maybe yeah, I just lose should, points. maybe that's it right. wasn't Go. a Harper's curse at all. <laughs> Washington. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe I got the wrong guy. I've traded almost every Who have I not traded? Arenado? Yep. That's it. That's it. Better package him up. Oh my God! That's literally he is the only guy. <laughs> yep. From my team. Oh, and then. Uh, oh, unless you got any somebody down here. Nope. That's it. Holy shit! Well, fuck it. Oh, uh, maybe maybe Clint Frazier. <laughs> he's been on your team a few times. <laughs> he's done the rounds. No, seriously, yeah. Arenado is the only guy that you have left from your uh, your championship years. Yeah. Just one walk, and he could have beat me. He could have. Won me the game. Okay. You're still playing, right? You got Goldschmidt and uh, Turner. <laughs> Goldschmidt's average this over the last six weeks mm-hmm. is less than 100. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. I'm fucking excited about Javier Baez. That guy's fucking tearing shit up. Yeah, I was, was. I, I, uh, he's, I, uh, him, Hanager. My, I'm pretty excited about a few of my guys, man. Again, they're not going to win a championship, but... I might sneak in there. You never know. So, Further evidence to not give up on guys. Baez was getting written off. I wrote him off. You know, he's been on a lot of different teams in our league. 
Yeah, I he was a guy that um, on the podcast like made said I was gonna go after like made a like started by saying I, I I expect him to be good. I wanted to go get him, and then I went and got him, and now I'm getting the uh, the the benefits from it. So it's kind of cool, little documented uh, situation there. Hopefully, he keeps it up. He, um, you know, I've always liked the guy. He, uh, it just took him a little while to get going, but you're right. I'm mean, again 25. And all you really have to do is make the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Mikey proved that last year. Absolutely. Again, I'm not, you know, this year, like I said, there's just, you know, I got a Matt Carpenter is a piece of shit. Mm. That guy, oh my God, what a yeah. fucking fall from. I mean, he wasn't great, but he had just, you know, year after year kind of moved up a notch a little bit more. He's right on the outskirts of being good and then just. Well, and he was good because he had middle infielder eligibility. Sure. I had and he still does. Oh, but I mean, yeah. yeah. But now, yeah, he's now he's a piece of shit and at the middle infield, in addition yeah. to a piece of shit at first base and a piece of shit at whatever other position he plays. Third. I think he plays third, too. Guys, Trey Turner just hit a home run against the Diamondbacks, Scotty's pitching staff. Okay, so listen, I'm not saying there's a curse, but that home run was against Scotty's staff. So now Scotty's <laughs> losing again. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Got, my, the hair, the hair in the back of my neck just stood up. Wow! But Bryce Harper's up. So now, what he has to do, what Bryce Harper has to do, is he has to get in a fight. He has to throw his helmet. <laughs> he needs to get kicked out of the game. And yeah. then, who else does he have playing? It, Rendon is actually sitting this one out. That's always frustrating in a tight game. Uh, he's got Pollock, AJ Pollock, as well. So yeah, him and Pollock have to square it. off both get kicked out that's what i think needs to happen and then we'll know then we'll have actually at that point we're going to start hearing steve phillips and mike farron and all these other guys that fucking right. rip our shit off they'll right. start talking about the curse yep. by Harper. absolutely absolutely then it becomes real for everybody i don't like <laughs> so are you saying the curse of bryce harper extends outside of our league our league only reflects what's happening in reality so in essence it's just reflecting what's actually going on in the real universe. So, has Scotty confided to you, Tim, that he's fearful? Uh, yes, in in his <laughs> his bravado. Oh, <laughs> I think Shakespeare uh, had a had a phrase for that, right? He protests too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Harper just went down on strikes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say just went down on Pollock. <laughs> Not that kind of party, Joe. I meant as in a fight. Oh, oh, throw down. I thought you said go down. Joe, Joe just read Moby Dick again. And so uh, I have this on tape. I could actually rewind it. And I thought you said go down. And in this age of 24 7 porn means. Oh, he did. I did. He did. That's why Joe's not intimidating when it comes to like bar fight situations. Because when people get in his face, he's like, "Hey, buddy, you better back up. Or I'm going to go down on you." <laughs> uh, they, I mean, it accomplishes the same thing. The, the situation is right. never, but much never more lost awkward. One, never won one. <laughs> Always just turn and walk away. Yeah, man, I don't want that. I don't want that. You're right, man. Here, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well so did you guys see that shift that i uh, i sent you 
<laughs> the gallo shift. So no, I actually I did not. I was focused on other people today. So pitcher catcher. Okay. Right? Yep. There was the only player that was on that side of second base was the left fielder. Oh, and he was yeah. in left center. Yeah. So yeah. Every so. single person was Eight on, guys. on the yeah, right we're... side of the yep. on, on the right side of second base. Wow. I saw that and I just thought, why doesn't he just stick his bat out and dribble it down the third baseline and, and get a double? I mean, it really does beg the question, like, you're a professional baseball player. I get that you're a pull hitter. You don't have enough skill with a bat to do what Joe is suggesting and just right. lay it out there? Or is it some sort of warped sense of pride on his part that you're like, fuck them. I'm, I'm, a, I'm Joey Gallo. I'm not going to fucking bunt for a triple. I'm going to line out hard to one of the four right fielders. there's a combination of things that happen and i that's a really valid question number one is the type of pitches the pitcher throws if the pitcher can put the ball in a particular part of the plate you know it's gonna be really hard for gallo to send it the opposite way so he's gonna be pounding everything on the inside especially if you're already a pull hitter yes a pitcher can almost make it damn near impossible for so move over in the batter's box choke up like Corey dickerson So I don't know, you know, how many people on this podcast have faced a 93 mile an hour fastball, but um, <laughs> look, there's some craftiness on both inside the batter's box and on the bump, right? So I think, you know, one of the things would be the pitcher has to execute the pitches and really force the player to put the ball in play and really kind of limit the possibility. So you take that percentage chance down, right, to, to do that. The one thing I think nullifies that, though, Greg, where I really do agree with you is the bunt. Yeah. Yeah. Because he can, he can, the catcher is not going to beat the ball. If it's bunted well, the pitcher nor the catcher are going to be able to make the play if it's bunted down the third baseline and he's going to make to first base. And I think if players would start doing that, we'd see less shifts. The pendulum has swung to the point. It was absurd. You know, it actually kind of got me to start thinking about, you know, last year we had the we had the Rizzo situation where he was he was playing some second base and what how this plays out. And it got me thinking about, okay, we have a league that is a little unique in that instead of having a shortstop and a second baseman, we have a position called middle infield. So there are two positions on our offensive positions that we have in fantasy baseball. We could have two second basemen. We could have two shortstops. We could have a second baseman. We could have a shortstop. One of the things that I think would be neat would be to change up the rules. Greg, I'm really excited about the the one non-injury-related change. Like To me, I think that's really good. I do think we need to put late maybe a dollar or $2 on that just to make some yeah. money off the fact that people want to do it, but not make it a threshold where it, it becomes a competitive advantage for some players. But I think if we did, if we said, hey, for a buck, you can make a, a trade. That's how much my fucking time is worth right there. You give me a buck and I'll make a change for you. <laughs> we can make one change. I, I really like that idea. Heck, we could do that in season. Like we would not actually have to wait until the next season, at least if we put yeah. it up for a vote. Um, right. Because everyone yeah. has the same opportunity. Right, right. I'm ready to kind of stir the league up a little bit um, and see if we can get some things voted in. But one thing I was thinking of, it would be great if we could uh, have teams have a second baseman and have a shortstop, especially now that players are getting multiple positions. If we're more serious about, look, our middle infielder, you have to have a shortstop and you have to have a second baseman. And then I also think that for outfielders, we have to have a right fielder, a center fielder, and a left fielder. In my opinion, this would not be able to go live until 2020 in our league simply because 
it would right we have we have players frozen into our lineups in a dynasty perspective that would require us to to make some changes i mean we could debate whether that's next year or the year after but i'd be willing to to wait a couple of years for that if that made people feel better unless there's a disadvantage to joe then i'd actively move to do that now Mm -hmm. i think everyone would agree with that yeah you know i've always been for for trying to get a little deeper um with the league as far as expansion you know we've talked about you know the possibility going to 12 teams and you know i've always wanted to to kind of deepen the the player pool there's a lot of guys you know out there and and once you you know from the the point we're at now i think we're straddling that point between you know everyday consistent numbers and having to make some fucking calls. Mm-hmm. So I think doing this puts us, you know, a little bit over that that line that we're straddling right now and definitely will bring the day-to-day managing of your team will become a little bit more important, you know, unless you're Joe, you know, just putting a lot up in there and, right. and riding it out. So I, I like it. I, I do. I, you know, it's, it's definitely going to, you know, in some aspects it's, it's odd because you brought up Rizzo and, and that almost contradicts what you're trying to do. And in that, you know, if Rizzo can play second base, then everybody can play second base. Then who gives a fuck at that point that you yeah, need no, a second base? I think that's fair. But, I think my, my point is, is that Rizzo could never play shortstop, right? So you'd have to have a, a shortstop over there. So maybe there's uh, a third yeah, baseman okay. that could do that. So it okay. was in response to that. Okay. You know, th- it's weird. Having played fantasy sports as long as I have, at times the shortstop position is the power position and and you could you know the the winning teams typically have shortstops in their middle infield and then it seems to have swung to second baseman and you know it it's uh really interesting to your point jack about getting closer to kind of being able to manage daily without the burden of managing daily it does force us to field an actual team, a team that would, you know, make sense if you were to put it out into a, a lineup card. I find that appealing. I find that to be, you know, rather than having three right fielders on my team, I'd love to be forced to find that cherry offensive center fielder like Monty Harrison's going to be and really make that, you know, kind of part of my dynasty strategy going forward. I could lock up power players that play center field or that type of, you know, that type of stuff. Hey, you could trade me Arenado for Monty Harrison if you want. That would eliminate your curse. Look at that. Oh, there is no curse. He won. Tell yeah. him to fuck himself, Tim. <laughs> Tim. Damn it. No need. Scoreboard, Joe. Scoreboard. Shit, he could say that to me. You know, I, I don't know when the league was getting started what led to some of the structural choices that were made, but I agree. I mean, we spent a lot of time thinking about this fantasy yeah. uh, game, and so to, to make it a little more fun, I, I, I'm all in. You know, I've talked about in the past how I grew up playing Stratomatic Baseball. Yes. It, there were two levels of Stratomatic Baseball. There was kind of the user-friendly, uh, more accessible way to play the game. You know, it, it would be impossible for me to explain it uh, well. But then there was a there was an advanced statistics method to playing Stratomatic that my best friend and I used to play just because we were such dorks, you know. But, but it, it did take it to a higher level. Yeah, absolutely. It did take it to a deeper level. But the one thing that you haven't mentioned yeah. that would take it even further is individual pitchers. You know, we're, well, we're really using a, a user-friendly, somewhat mindless approach to pitching, which is a huge part of the game. I, I think it would be fun to look for those third and fourth starters on teams and have to, like, compose a bullpen and a, a starting rotation. I hear you. And... Uh, again, and Jack, I'll, I'm sorry to jump in before you, but Jack and I have talked about this 
every season, really probably for the last 15 seasons. And I'm in a league, I'm another league that obviously is not as important to me as this league. However, we do have individual pitchers and it is not as fun as I thought it would be um, for a couple of reasons. One, there's a lot of work you have to put in beyond yeah. just what we do. So uh, part of the reason, I think we've taken our work and we've put that into our minor systems and, and construction of our minor league teams. Whereas the daily pitching and staying on top of that and figuring out the two start pitchers and who's going up, who's going down, managing the injuries, even just trying to figure out the minors. And I think, you know, it'd be interesting to get Justin's take on this because Justin had some theories around mm-hmm. his pitching as well. I'm not saying no for sure, but I actually enjoy knowing that, hey, this team's pitching staff is going to play this many times, that I'm going to get this many starts, I'm going to get this many ch- potential chances for saves. It just, it became very burdensome for me. And and I, I think one of the things that I really like about your make one change is that we could actually see, does this feel good? Does this feel like a, a burden or does this feel like mm-hmm. it, you know, it makes sense? Maybe we eventually get there. Yeah, yeah. I think it would, to, to go right to that would be radical. And I, I always mm-hmm. assumed that I could be wrong. The reason that the league was set up such that it is, is so that it was accessible, it was appealing to join the, the league, and it wasn't so burdensome that, you know, uh, gosh, I can't be part of the league anymore, guys, because I can't effectively manage these pitchers. I don't know <laughs> 25 years ago why you did do it that way. And it was funny when Greg said that. Like, I didn't think about middle infield at that time what your thoughts were. Do you even remember? There was no other way. Like we, 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 there was no one to copy from. Um, So this stuff didn't exist back then, the individual pitchers. And honestly, I would say it it was less important. It's less exciting. I don't watch. We used to get together and watch uh, going, going gone and the the Mm -hmm. home runs. Mm -hmm. You know, it was about the players again, you know, at the time we were scoring out of the fucking USA today. So it was, probably just out of ease the the middle infield situation at the time it was like way heavy in one of them like mm-hmm. i think it was the short stops it was mm-hmm. the a-rods yeah. and the, the yeah. no bars and the so it, it was just so heavy in one and so weak in the other so it was out of parity was the reason that that rule was created mm-hmm. to give people the opportunity to go with the shortstop because shortstops were, you know, 16 deep and second baseman were three deep or, <laughs> or what have you. And then from there, as Tim said, it kind of shifted back and forth year after year. It never really seemed balanced. And we've just never really, you know, it, it gotten into to that aspect of it. So I, I like the idea. I don't dislike it quick report the uh, mission commission had taken the lead but uh, washington has scored again and now they are losing to bad street by 0.05 could we arrange it on the website so that we could draft a starting pitching staff in a in a bullpen is is that too complex for the website? Uh, so I might have I might have the Pirates bullpen starting this week, and the Astros rotation. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to type it down and and we'll see. I'm just not sure. Do you guys uh, see a trade was just uh, made official? No, I just saw an ad drop. Where was the trade? Mikey and I just made a trade. Hold on, I don't see it. We need to approve it. Oh, yeah. no, we don't do approve. Uh, it's a few. It's official. Yeah. Did you get oh, no, it's rejected. Never mind. Sorry. I, I got an... Oh, boy. Oh, 
uh, it got uh, rejected. <laughs> See, I, I only saw it out of the corner of my eye. I thought it said accept. Sorry. Never mind. Do you want a moment to respond? No. And that's. Uh, at least I'm, I'm glad he responded because earlier, Jack, I was uh, throwing some shade his way, saying, you know, I made an offer like three or four days ago and he hasn't responded. But he responded. Just so you know, you cannot trade him Bryce Harper if you don't have Bryce Harper. And and also, no means no, Greg. <laughs> no means no. No, he um, still hasn't learned that. But any any way we can game the system against Joe, I am willing to explore. Like Joe is utterly quiet. <laughs> ever I'm since just, don't know what to say. That's his new strategy. <laughs> we have to announce Joe is actually on the podcast, folks. He is actually here. I've set my bot in here to to replace me. You think you make your bot handsome? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, guys, I really do think we need to freshen up, stay hydrated, um, grab some more um, Lucky Charms for you, Greg, and and beer and wine for the rest of us. Or what were you drinking? Panache? What was that? I'm eating paprikash. 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 Eating paprikash. Could you send the spelling? Because that's Later, definitely the running for the title. We need more pepper in my paprikash. That was the scene from When Harry Met Sally. He was doing that uh, silly voice. Uh, he's like, waiter, there needs to be more pepper in my paprikash. Sounds like a billionaire robber baron. Go for paprikash. Scotty's taking the lead again. Go oh, Nationals. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Joe, nobody cares about you. Like, no one's caring about your feelings right now. Uh, that's been clear for years. <laughs> I'm not talking about marriage. Oh, wait. I'm talking about... Your Is Scotty fucking... winning bad for Joe? Shit, now I'm fucking conflicted. Ah, go Scotty. <laughs> How can that be See, bad? If you guys really yeah. wanted to screw up my team, you could get Scotty to trade me, Bryce Harper. Oh, Joe, the gluttony. The, the, just, Seriously. Right? Just... <laughs> Enough, enough. I do have Monty Harris. No, at some level, isn't it? I mean, honestly, I'm not being facetious. Isn't it boring to like be in every blowout every week? Fuck it does no. be. It does become boring. No, <laughs> no. I've been there. I haven't been all. there in a while, but I've been. I have never been there. So Tim, honestly, yeah, yeah, it does. You've it been does there. become boring. If he's telling you it does, check your lineup on Monday. You yeah. check it on Tuesday, and then you're like, "Ah, oh, fucking look at it again on Saturday." Like, yeah, that's not, if I'm ahead by more than twenty points, I don't worry about injury. We weren't dicks about it, though. That's no, true. That's because you uh, didn't have a podcast. Joe's attracting. <laughs> some, Joe, Joe is testing the uh, the cursed gods, though, with his his. Uh, Joe is definitely brazen, unrepentant a, uh, bragging. Listen, the worst thing that could happen is I lose. Life will still. Well, go let me on. tell you. From, from a, I'm going to enjoy it. Well, from a guy who has I lost a, a lot. A What's that? Yeah. So for a guy who's lost a lot recently, it does feel as shitty as you may have forgotten. <laughs> I think it was a few weeks ago that I had to encourage Joe to actually pull his dick out. For, yes. Yeah. <laughs> for how great his. See, so this is your fault. But Joe has literally not put his dick away. Since, <laughs> so I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, he was ready to go air. down with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled his dick he, out and then he went going down. down the whole league. <laughs> okay, boys, we'll be back in a few minutes. Everybody was kung fu fighting. The 
and fights and kind of uh, interactions that Major League Baseball teams have. We've talked about coaches becoming goons. We've talked about epic collisions of hair that have happened at the bump while players were coming in. Ready, fight. We talked about Nolan Honorado going in there, kicking ass, and still having the presence of mind of keeping his hair well coiffed. I just want to bring our attention to something that happened this uh, earlier this week between the Cubs and the Miami Marlins where we had a it wasn't even a hard slide. It was more like a bump and a shove, almost like a schoolroom push-push type of situation at home plate. I think it was Dietrich that was running home, and he was out by a mm-hmm. mile and pushed the catcher, and then the benches cleared, and there was anger and yelling and fighting, and then we saw Chris Bryant reach around another Cubby player <laughs> and tickle Starlin Castro, who broke out into a lot of laughter, and I thought, well... We kind of took it one way and said we should ramp up. We should have more violence. We should have more goons. Bring it on. Let them fight. Well, here's an alternative, folks. Maybe we just let them tickle each other. <laughs> well, have you ever met? A, there are some people who really dislike being tickled. I'm one of them. Yeah, I yeah. am too. <laughs> well, good good news for you guys. You have no danger of me ever trying to tickle you. So that's reverse psychology. It didn't work. But you guys um, have long arms. <laughs> But uh, well, we've been in the same uh, same place before. But uh, two old friends having fun, right? Although I've never wanted to tickle whatever any of my old. Great to see you. Around. It's been a long time. Come here, you. If I recall, you're ticklish on your ribs, right? Did you see how we did it? How we he crept up behind the other cubby player, and then just. <laughs> Like immediately went out and got him. Like it was, it was a brilliant move. It really was. <laughs> you know what? I don't. I, I don't hate it. It it it, it diffused the situation immediately. Like, like immediately. Like like it just like as soon as that happens, the the guys at the bullpen are still trying to get out there, like running out. <laughs> like everybody's already like fucking cake right? and ice cream. And I'd like I to don't think how it. how different how some of the most historic baseball fights would be different had one of the parties chosen to tickle. Like, think about Pedro. Like Don Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That might have been a more appropriate... Or, you know, I mean, a man of Don Zimmer's age, I mean, maybe Pedro, like, instead of fighting him, like, giving him a back rub or massaging his feet might have been more appropriate than his <laughs> age, you know? How about 
Rufnet Outdoor tickling Jose Bautista last year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or Ventura tickling uh, Nolan Ryan. That's right. What do you think? <laughs> will this be a trend? Will, will tickling become a, I, I, no, a trend? No, it, 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 it's a very unique situation you're gonna get the situations where you know a guy's on another team they let <laughs> you hug three two one that you hug is somebody with. is somebody tickling you right now <laughs> but um i no i mean I, I i don't i don't expect that you're gonna see a lot of it no um the other thing is that this wasn't like a real there was no reason for the benches to clear like it it None of this should have happened, in my opinion. Uh, Dietrich, you're fucking out, Dietrich. What are you doing, first of all? It wasn't, you know, that big of a deal, but why? What's your point? <laughs> like, none of it should have happened. He just should have stopped, taken his fucking tag, and went down. I, I, it's um, it's a silly situation all around, and I it, think Bryant kind of... So there's part of this that I thought was really kind of cute and funny, and I really like that. But there's another part as well that I, I really I wouldn't I, I have to be honest with you guys is that as these players are getting paid more and more and as the investment investments are getting higher and higher we have seen the system systemic removal of violence from the major sports in the United States and I think that's why I get so excited when there's actually a real fight because it's so fucking rare to see we talked about hockey 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 is is I mean just 10 years ago 20 years ago it was the hits, the the punches, and and I get it. I don't want to see guys get concussed. I'm not I'm not into that right. part of it. But uh, in football, if you if you sneeze sideways at a quarterback in an NFL game, you're going to have a flag thrown at you. And in baseball, I I don't I don't think there are a lot of players. When when I saw Arenado charge the mound, I I felt a kinship with him because I have felt that mad before. But basically, what I see is a lot of millionaires going, hey, you know. Don't my my fingernails are manicured. Don't mess with me. And I see a lot of team owners like, hey, that's a fifty million dollar investment. And I'm not even disputing the logic of that. I'm just kind of yeah missing some yeah. of that competitive fire that we used to see that is just slowly being drained from the game. So in a weird way, Bryant's tickle was more subversive than I would have liked to admit in the first place. In that, well, it's a tribal thing. You 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 want them not to like each other. You know, it's it's my team against your team, just like our league. Yeah, but th- those days are long gone. Those guys are all right. going to the Grammys together, you know, in the off season and charting jets together. And well, again, because they're because right because they were teammates for you yeah. know two years here and one year here, and you know, again, you, you you back in the day that a lot more guys played, you know, six, seven, eight, you know, full careers with one team. Well, like in the seventies, Jack, the Pirates and the Phillies really had dislike for each other. Mm-hmm. That, was, yeah. that was a great rivalry in our yep. youth, you know. Yep, but it made sense because it was the same fucking guys year and yeah, after right. year. Yeah. Lazinski was there year after year. Russell was there. It's the same guys. Where here, you know, like I said, these guys were fucking you know bunk mates uh, a year, a couple years ago. So, but isn't this isn't it interesting that the uh, the more tame that uh, it, the game is becoming on the field, on the ice, on the gridiron, the more violence we're seeing in the fans. So, so the, it's almost as if the fans and that competitive <laughs> spirit it, are... are, are it. Yeah, like, I mean, you actually, 
you can see fights in the stands that will outnumber the so, fights on the field or the gridiron or the or or, or the sheet of ice. And where it's, are you going to games? I don't see fights in the stands. Dude, just search. Just search the internet, dude. It's an amazing thing. Oh, I mean, I realize that they happen occasionally. So, I haven't so gone again, to a fucking professional sporting event back, in years. Back to our, our goons situation. So let's do, what if we combine <laughs> our new idea to employ goons with a uh, a Major League Baseball purge? Any given points throughout, uh, throughout the game, you know, um, the the goon players will come out and beat the shit out of each other in in hopes to calm everyone down in the stands and and then that way they'll get their their violence at scheduled points throughout the game <laughs> the more i listen to professional athletes talk they go they play the game they're done the game's done it's the fans it's it's us it's that 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 take that loss yeah the passion no, yeah yeah did you guys see jason kelsey um after the Super Bowl victory, the Eagles, um, the, yeah. during the parade, by chance, he... I decidedly did not watch did he, anything did he, after did the Did he Super ceremonially Bowl. flip over the first car and set it ablaze? <laughs> if, <laughs> wasn't the, was that the guy that, that uh, somebody gave him his grandfather's ashes or something? If you get a chance, check it out. Out of, out of all the, the players on the team, he, in my opinion, um, had the passion in victory that the fans had. Um, out of all those players, everybody was excited about it. Obviously the players, they were pumped. They won the fucking super bowl. It's great. Right. right. Uh, but he, if you get to see videos of him during the parade, he had that same passion as the fans. So yes, I agree. There's the, there's few and far between. There's a small percentage of them. Most of, uh, you know, Nick Foles wasn't a, a, a cocky, rich millionaire. He he was a backup quarterback. The one he was excited about it, but still not to the level that the fans were. Um, so I agree. I, I I know what you're saying, and 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 I do agree with you. And it's you know there, there's always been fans, and there's always been you know uh, rivalries. Um, but but you know back in the day, you know the the players did fucking hate each other just as much as the fans in those rivalries and and it's just gone now. So he was the he was the exception that proved the rule is what you're saying is that you know you as a fan love to see that but that was unusual. Right. And I I did I did feel that in 2004 with the Boston Red Sox. I I I did feel like a connection with that team on that level, but that's the last time I've actually felt that. Do you think guys that it's uh it goes right along with uh the connectedness that people have because of social media or because of ESPN even, you know, whereas before in the seventies, the pirates and the Phillies, those players, they only saw each other when they were playing probably during the regular season, at least. Right. But you know, they, they didn't hear each other's stories. They weren't following each other in Twitter. You know, you, you see it when an athlete passes away uh, or something in real life, bad happens to an athlete. All the other players, uh, regardless of their teammates or not, um, offering condolences, which is a it's 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 a nice thing, right, right. Um, and that, you know that's certainly a good thing, but you know uh, it, it's harder to dislike people probably when you get to know them as people and you see that they're similar to you, and so you know they're breaking down these barriers where they 
They never saw each other except in a highly competitive environment mm-hmm. where tempers are naturally flaring. But now they they follow each other. There's just so much more coverage of them as people yeah. that uh, that's making and of course free agency that's making it difficult to maintain that level of ire. Although you see it in hockey, I think you see some more genuine dislike, and I think it's because, in my opinion, it's the most internationally diverse of the four major sports in our country so those guys you know aren't seeing each other to the same degree they're from so far flung from mm, so many different countries that's interesting yeah i you know the, now that you mention hockey and and uh, you know it, it, and it, this contradicts what i said earlier a little bit but but thinking deeper into it maybe it is just a, a, an over because again those guys came from somewhere you know what i mean like they didn't mm-hmm. hate the guy across the ice when they were coming up or, you know, play, playing for, for the, the minors team or whatever the case may be, they, they all came from somewhere different. And now all of a sudden they hate those other guys to the point where, um, so, you know, there's still some of that, obviously Boston, New York, you know, it's not like it's not existent. I think, I think it changes too. I can remember when Tampa was actually good, um, that spring, before they went to the World Series, there were incidents in in spring training where the, the the Rays were playing really hard, and the Yankees were like, "Hey, you know, take it easy, relax." And they actually had a fight in spring training because somebody slid too hard into the catcher, and that lasted for the whole year. But it wasn't; it's, it doesn't exist now because the Rays suck. It's it's not a an ongoing mm-hmm. rivalry like the, the Red Sox and the Yankees are. Yeah. I think the hockey players are just more anonymous generally, you know, and, and so they're, they don't, they're not as well covered as other, as athletes in other leagues. And so they're not exposed to one another as much. I mean, I'm sure hockey's a small world and they know each other, but they know each other from competitions, international competitions, junior leagues, things like that. They're not seeing uh, images of each other's families and, and knowing what's going on as much. Mm-hmm. I could be just totally wrong. And, and let me clear this up for you, Tim. I don't love the Yankees. It, oh, this whole this whole week, I'm sitting there thinking. Struck. This, Edit this whole week. Edit. What's, Edit one, two, three. <laughs> no, no. This I'm going to edit I'm this one for you. Can oh, you say okay. I don't say it slow though? I don't love the Yankees. Can you say that? <laughs> no, I can't. Because I know what you're going to do. <laughs> I love the Yankees. <laughs> You already did it, dude. I already have it. I'll have to fucking play with it a little bit, but I've got you now. This this whole week, I'm fucking listening. I mean, watching the the game unfold, (laughs) and I'm going, okay, I need need Stan to hit a home run here, but only a a one-run home run. I need the Red Sox to win two out of three so my my fucking score doesn't go down too much. (laughs) You know, it's it's fucking torture. (laughs) It is. It is. Uh, it is torture being the best fucking team in the history of the league ever. Sure, torture. Torture me now, Joe. That's the luxury of, of my situation. Was <laughs> last year, my fantasy team was good, and the Phillies sucked. So it was easy to just root for my fantasy team. Right. This right. year, the Phillies are kicking ass. Yes, they are. And, of course, my fantasy team sucks. So, once you know again, it's easy to know who to root for. So. What's really going to suck is is when 
if I'm lucky enough to make the playoffs, when we get to September, the Yankees and the Red Sox are going to play all these games right in the middle of our playoff series. So then what the fuck do I do? Poor yeah. Joe. Again, like this whole play for really sympathy. Yeah, right? I would just. Dis- <laughs> I would dismantle your squad now. Yes. And that way you won't have to deal with it. I would start trading immediately. Joe, you're winning by like 15 every week. I can't because I just dropped them. (laughs) I'm not saying there's a curse of starting out very well. Oh, trust me. I'm well aware. Last season, Joe. Dude, exactly. Jack is a curse too. machine, isn't he? He Our just freaking, he just churns them <laughs> out. Like, he's just like, boom, boom, curse. new curse, new curse, new curse, new curse. And he doesn't let up, though. He'll just, it'll come out again and again and again. Tim, that is not new. You, back in the day, you know the curse of first place. We used to literally try not to finish in first place. Remember that? Remember there was a, a, a run where the, the top I'm going team, to try and finish in I'm first just saying, place. The top team would not win the championship every fucking year Jack, over and over. We are not, not balanced individuals. Like I get it. Like top, you and I, top team we are just luckily to the top team win last year. The top team never wins. That's why we knew that. Right. That's why when last year I was talking to you about now, as you want to take some, you want to take some losses. And Greg was like, wait, how is Jack the, how is Jack the big winner here when he just lost? Because that's the knowledge I was right. working with or the superstition. Like I, I, what I'm saying is that we're, we're just not balanced, but we're not probably representative. Like we've spent way too much time of our lives <laughs> talking. Like we actually, we spent so much time. So we they, fucking created a podcast just to fucking record some of it because we used to spend hours, you know, right. we were supposed to be running fucking sports teams and companies. And all we were talking about was fucking, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this minor leaguer in, in low A hickory that we thought would be fucking great. Like, we're not all there. So, I think Vlad we Garrett, got it, though. I think Vlad Jr. is raking, it, by the way. I think we're in good. Listen, omission's not going to win, right? Because they're cursed. Right. Joe, we know, is not going to win because he's fucking 6 and 0. Oh. He's already the he's in top first, team. Right? So, he's not going to win. He's in first. So, you got those two are gone. So, and then, you know, Tim, obviously, no, you know, no. dude, I'm, I'm eh, fucking, you know. I just so fucking going to be the dreamers yep. or Mr. Blonde's heroes yep. is going to be yeah. this year's champion. I think so. Well, it can't be Tim because we predicted he would win the whole thing and we're right. always wrong. Right. So it's, yep. Greg or, or the dreamers, the dreamers who everyone's just kind of bypassing all of a sudden five and one. So, well, that is eerily similar to. Mikey's I, I think Chris. Sure no, I, I think Chris is this well. year's Mikey. I I love. Yeah, I I mean I I get it. I get that he lost the 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 brothers bash and, but I there's I just like his team. Buxton's back now. I mean, this was Chris last year. Like he just he would he just he has low scores, but the schedule just plays into his favor. I mean, it is interesting how how the schedule has played out this year. Where I'm still I'm still in dog fights every week. I mean. Getting rid of Harper was definitely good for my psyche, as Greg picked up on pretty quickly. But listen, I'm not trying to combat you and your favorite team, the St. Lokesh Glassmen. But <laughs> I'm just saying that last year they were in the Bonds Division. Last year they were treading around 500 for most of the season, 
and last year there was another team just a little bit uh, behind yeah. them. I do you remember that? Most of the season, yep. and all of a sudden at the end. So I'm uh, Mr. I'm all in for Mr. Blonde. I, I think this is the year that Mr. Blonde is going to take the Bonds division. <laughs> and then at that point, it, he doesn't even have to be good because everyone else is cursed. Jack's just throwing <laughs> curses left and right. Well, maybe if Vlad Jr. gets called up, my, my team will start doing something. Vlad Jr. is the deal, man. Like, uh, just I pay attention to what's going on in the minor leagues. I can't go a day without a, a Vladdy uh, mention. Like, and yeah. just the. And just watching the stuff he's doing, like he's do, he is a man among men in the leagues he's playing in right now. That that believe me, and he's like, five years younger on average than all the guys. He in is, and I will tell you that when I had when I traded Harper for Benintendi, which was a good thing for me, and Devers, which I was super excited about, both Red Sox players, Benintendi definitely coming in with the high HQ. You had made an offhand remark that you would have put Vladimir Jr. in a in a trade, and my heart fucking went ding. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was like, "Holy shit! How did I not see that?" I, I, because I just thought he would be unmovable. Wow, I mean, for an elite player, you know, a young elite major leaguer, a young elite minor leaguer. But that's how much I like him and Eloy Jimenez are the two guys that I think are fucking awesome. And the third guy oh. was Soto. So I, I, I was happy to get Soto and make that trade. Um, and You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Sith Lord. I just hope the, the Jays, you know, there's talk that they just may leave them in the minors all year because, you know, they're, they don't, uh, you know, they don't need to bring them up. Well, and again, there was a time in, fantasy sports where being promoted to the major leagues didn't mean that you were usable in <laughs> right. fantasy sports. Right, right, right. right. It's, uh, you know, prior to the Hoskins and the Bellingers and uh, the judges, it, it, it used to, you know, there used to take a couple of years to get to the point to where you were actually usable, but some of these guys are so fucking good. Now, you know, a mark to, to this particular player, um, Vladimir, because Tim is very aware and, and does generally... Um, agree with you, Greg, that yes, when we, if you got a guy that good, you know, already developed, but still young, then obviously you're going to take him over a guy that still is, you know, yet to do it in the major, no matter how good he is. Yeah. Unless he's this good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I can't wait for him to get up there. Well, um, before we go, I do just want to hit, I know we've talked a bit about the power rankings and Rid Metal did achieve the trifecta. He did have so um for for all you bots that are listening out there that don't know what the power ranking is, there's a there's a power poll that comes out on Tuesdays. It's written by the bots, so you probably know them. Um and then there's the power ranking, which is based on very hard facts, record points and breakdown. And last week Joe scored a ten in the record, a ten in the points, a ten in the breakdown. Uh, breakdown would be if he played every team every week, what would his breakdown be? And he will be at 30. 49 and 5. Yeah. He, yeah. So he will be 40. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So just again, I mean, just I, I've been harping on this. People have been making fun of me, but this team is fucking ridiculous. And he has now put two weeks in a row with that power ranking at 30 and actually would have to take a few other teams, some to have the number one scores a few weeks 
to wrest that away from him on the points part and the record part. So, you know, that team is nasty. Like, all, all shit aside, Joe, I, that's nasty yeah. team. And, and and when you said it at the beginning of the season, I, I did mock it. And, and not that I didn't expect him to, to do very well this mm-hmm. year, but mm-hmm. I did not really expect that. So... Um, but but at this point, again, very early in the season, buddy. It's uh, yeah, it's as strong a start a as, the way through as I, as I can remember seeing. Um, I'd like to point out that I am extremely mediocre with a four points for each of the three categories, <laughs> totaling twelve. Consistently uh, mediocre. Correct. In fact, you could say that you're fucking doing awesome at being mediocre. I am. You couldn't. Nobody else is even close. <laughs> well, to as mediocre. Is that right. Jack's well, version of the midball strategy? <laughs> Jack's consistently mediocre. I'm predictably awful. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm predictably you, disappointing. That's no. I thought you were unpredictably disappointing. Well, that was the. That's that's my opinion that I'm unpredictably disappointing. According to the power rankings, I'm predictably disappointing. <laughs> Hey, uh, Greg disappointed us again this week, but, you know, it was no surprise. <laughs> I can't wait. Speaking of predictably disappointing, um, fucking Bad Street. I thought I thought this was the year that Bad Street was going to get off the schneid and out of the cellar and, man, right back to the bottom again. Sad. Maybe next year, Pops. We should, we should have a little poll. What do you think will happen first? And we'll throw this out to the... Maybe I'll put this. No, this would be too cruel for me to put onto the. Holy shit! What are you talking about? We're gonna do more polls. Remember, I, I did that one. What poll I did earlier this year? We should do a poll on the website. What's gonna happen first? Joe loses or Pops wins? That's yeah, not cruel. Would it be? Would it be funny if Pops beat me? Come on, yeah. Joe, don't be ridiculous. It would be fucking hilarious, and we would talk about it for twenty minutes on this podcast. For sure. We would break down every move. Dude. We would break down every play. We would put highlights up on the site. Of course, it would be hilarious. There's just, but, but the way Joe, Joe phrases that, that's, <laughs> it's just so smug. Like, you know, it, it's not like he, he, like he, even as he's saying it, it's so clear that he know that he doesn't believe that's even the realm of possibility. Wouldn't it be funny if Pops beat me? Hmm. You know, it's so smugly uh, <laughs> arrogant. Uh Gosh. So, so is he? You're welcome. J Lo Wilson swag. Is he J Lo Swagger Wilson? Is he? You guys have got so many damn names for me. You can't even keep them straight. I know that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying, like, you know, we, we you know, um, hey, here's one. How about swag Joe? is a good name for Jack. Each time that your personality evolves, we have to fucking <laughs> add to it. So this is a weekly fucking devolves. tradition now. I would. What's that? I said that's evolves great. or devolves. Yeah. yeah. That's a fair question. We could put fair that up enough. on the poll as well. Well, hopefully next week we'll be talking about um, Pops' first win because the Omission Commission is still winning, but um, they Washington could lose points. Just, still, Washington so. just scored two runs. They did score two. So, yeah. So Mark Reynolds with his second home run of the game. So Didn't you just pick they, up Reynolds? No. I thought I, I picked I, up uh, Matt Adams. Oh, they could lose points for um, uh, for earned runs, and they and could lose loss. points for win. Yeah, for the loss. How much? So, is the, how and, much? And if, 
then it'd be a half a point if they lose, which <gasps> would bring them to 46. And oh, boy. A loss by 0.15. So <gasps> that would only happen if, like, they were cursed or something. <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. Anyway, I just want to say thank you, guys. You're wonderful. Later, and, gentlemen. And you make Sundays fun. All right? Good night, guys. Good night. We Later. love you, Joe. We really do. Don't don't listen to those guys. Oh, I, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. They stayed on. <laughs> Joe's going to go down on the whole league this year, boys. <laughs> we do love you, man. Just stop fucking winning. If you love us, take fucking guys out to. of your lineup. Actually, you should put in... Yeah, you have to right? play the role. Joe. Like, you are. It is what it is, and you're the fucking you're the king of the hill. So listen, if if this keeps up all at. year, that will make me very happy because it means I've continued to win. Right, that's right. So, but it won't. I I, think, I will take all your slings and arrows. I think Ian Desmond's going to go on a run right now. I'll trade him to you. And I think Corey Dickerson would definitely put him in. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. I love you. Good night. Said the fight to make ends meet. Keep some man up on his feet.
fucking Sith Lord with a Darth Vader shirt on. Like if that doesn't if that doesn't fucking explain the characters in this cast. in front of a crackling fire with Christmas stockings hanging behind him. Yeah, only you would try to humanize the fucking worst person in the entire universe. Joe. So how did the cornhole game go? I let her win. Mine would be nearly legal. I have two rights. <laughs> really, but... It sounds like you've, you're explaining Once to again. a police officer after a, <laughs> a kind of an unsavory incident that, well, officer, this was nearly legal. Uh, officer, let me let me explain something to you. This was quasi-legal. You know? <laughs> and, and let me clear this up for you, Tim. I love the Yankees. I love the Yankees. Wait, what? I love the Yankees. 